restructure your retirement and grow your wealth through real estate all by leveraging other people's money. The hardest part of real estate investing is not market knowledge, technical skills, or even the math. The hardest part and most important part is raising capital to fund your deals. At least it used to be. But we got the answer to simplifying capital raising, take you from scatter, stress, and scrambling to confident and excited. Join our five-day Raise More Money Challenge, your key to learning how to raise all the money you need for every single deal. Head to RaiseMoreMoneyChallenge.com to join now. Don't get caught up in the single biggest struggle experienced by multifamily apartment general partners and capital raisers today. There's not a shortage of money or willing investors out there. You just need the right tools for attracting them and we got just the thing. The Raise More Money Challenge teaches our exact blueprint for attracting leads and investors to keep your capital rolling in. No wealthy friends or connections needed to start. You'll have an immediate and actionable way to raise money fast. Join the challenge at RaiseMoreMoneyChallenge.com. That's RaiseMoreMoneyChallenge.com. If you're ready to roll up your sleeves and get involved in various aspects of being a landlord, active investing just might be the thing that's perfect for you. And we are right there with you sharing you on. Yay! Yay! Right? However, if your time is limited, but you have capital to invest, you might want to take the passive income route. Hey, I'm Palmy. And I'm Nancy. And, and together we make the Kitty Sisters. We are apartment syndication experts, entrepreneurs, and real estate investors. Nine years ago, we made a change in our financial futures by ditching the 9 to 5. Discover the joy and security in making money while we sleep. We made this podcast to help high-level entrepreneurs secure their financial future while paying virtually zero tax by utilizing apartment syndication. And we're going to show you how. This is Cashflow Multipliers, the podcast dedicated to your financial freedom for the lifestyle you deserve. Hello and welcome back, Cash Multipliers. We are so thrilled to be starting another week with y'all. Yes, another week where we're curating your ideal content to get you excited about dun, 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 multifamily apartment syndication. So if you're listening to this, we're assuming you've been talking to your friends, your partner or family about apartment investing and real estate already. Maybe you've already gotten all the hype about passive income and its benefits and you're just itching to get started or you've already started. When we first started out, we were met with a lot of deadpan looks like sure palm. And that gave us a big eye roll and conviction to know that we wanted to show them what we're really capable of. Think Anne Hathaway after those new Chanel boots. Wait, Nan, is that a moment from the Devil's Wear Prada? Yep, it is. <laughs> well, we definitely evolved since then and we don't want to humble brag. But we totally will. But some people have actually even called us geniuses. Finally making our parents proud. Well, almost. We definitely can't take all the credit because the genius portion stems from the old financial term that's called genius zone, which simply means your areas of expertise that's generating your active income. You know how everyone likes to make fun of those dancers on TikTok, Palm? Yeah. Like, what do they even do? These 15, 16, 17 years old are making millions, waving their hands and shaking their butts and everyone's eyes are watching and they are monetizing off of those like views, genius zone. <laughs> Every expert crafter you see on Etsy who exclusively sell Disney-inspired merch like sweaters, maybe even ears. Like t-shirts. Yeah, mat, even bath mat. If the Disney adults see these and they buy them, genius zone. That's you included, right? <laughs> <laughs> Musicians and singers who write scores, play in a band, write intro songs for the TV shows, all of these things are considered genius zones. 
So there's a research done by Malcolm Gladwell, <laughs> who shows that it takes about 10,000 hours to actually achieve the true expertise in anything. This is what he thinks is like the magic number. And you can have more than one areas of genius, obviously, but you already knew that, didn't you? Yep. Our point is this. Most people just live off of their active income and retire from that and live happily ever after. But you know us, we simply can't settle on just that, right? To achieve financial freedom early and permanently, you want to do both active income and passive income. You want them to be working together. So in this episode, we're going to show you how our active and passive incomes work together, just like Batman and Robin or Iron Man and Captain America. You could call this our genius zone. Now, we understand that there are some of you out there who are totally love whatever brings you in your active income. And to be clear, we love that you're doing something you're super passionate about. The good news is you guys can still do whatever you want while still creating cash flow through multifamily apartment investing. However, for some of you, you fantasize about the day when you can storm into your boss office and announce your two weeks notice. We get that too, right? If you're ready to dish your J-O-B, then now more than ever, you need to be generating passive income stream as soon as possible to help fund your expenses and maintain your lifestyles. So where do you begin? The first step is to become a sponsor or GP general partner who contributes to different aspects of the syndication itself. So if you're listening to us on our previous episode where we talk about the fees general partners procure during the syndication, you see why being a sponsor is the fastest track to getting you to quit your job and make apartment syndication your active income. Definitely. You could generate a new source of active income as a sponsor by finding the perfect investment deals, perform the due diligence, underwrite the deals, secure the financing, gather and form relationship with passive investor and negotiate to the seller. And that's not even talking about operations, but you get the idea. <laughs> and that's all happens while you're investing. Because when you put in two things together, active income and passive income, you get it. Active investing. Boom. Exactly. Many people love this method because it helped them generate active cash flow to fund their passive income stream. By becoming active investor, GP sponsor, you're able to help your fellow passive investor to secure their financial future while they paying less taxes, helping them keep more money in their pocket. And there's nothing like giving back, right, Palm? Yeah, absolutely. Before we get you too hype about active investing, though, let's look at the whole picture. Becoming a general partner is a lot of time commitment. First, in simply just learning the skills to become successful, like any other job, right, Nan? Yep, 10,000 hours, right? Yeah, and second, to implement and execute the business plan. Take it from us, we learned the hard way that attempting two forms of active income simultaneously is almost impossible. Nan, have you ever heard the phrase, to do two things is to do neither at once? Yes. So it's actually a misinterpretation of a Latin writer, and I may be butchering his name, guys. His name is Publius Cyrus, who originally wrote that, who actually originally wrote who chases two rabbits catches neither. Yep. Okay, that's enough for Latin 101. And of course, it makes me sound super genius. <laughs> what genius we're, zone. Yep, actually. Thanks. Yep, exactly. What we're trying to say here, whether you're chasing rabbits or chasing two forms of active income, the results are most likely the same. You'll end up hungry and empty-handed. No, no rabbits were harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. We love animals, right? So we'll share a little story time with you guys right now. Back when we first transitioned from the fashion world into real estate investor, quite the career jump, 
we know, right? Yeah. Huh? A lot of people really, I mean, to my surprise, a lot of people are like, what? What did you do? And we're like, what? <laughs> Isn't that natural? Seemed well, pretty neat, simple to us. <laughs> well, we had our trials and tribulations with trying to do everything at once, like have our cake and eat it too, if you will. And you know what cake we're talking about, right? Red velvet, more specifically. Our fashion business had been doing well for many years, but something shifted in 2013 and we started to dip our toes into real estate. We began with the buy and hold method of purchasing a single family home and quickly found out that was an ideal way to make an income because it ended up being just another J-O-B. We would get calls from our tenants to fix plumbing while we were hiking in Patagonia, or the garage door weren't opening during Christmas vacation in Tanzania. So I think a lot of people may be like, wow, you guys have a really good mobile plan to be able to get, get these calls in Patagonia and in Tanzania. Trust us, we love our mobile plan, but sometimes we wish it just doesn't connect like that. <laughs> so really putting a damper on things, right? When we have these kind of calls during dinner, etc. Then guys, in 2017, the push we needed finally happened when we lost one of our biggest clients in fashion because they were pushed out of their business by major online retailers. It was definitely a blow, but we were forced to double down on a real estate business. So we started tapping into our inner HGTV self started flipping houses, you know, buying cheap houses that smells like cat has been urinating in it for the past 40 years, <laughs> then start working on it, fixing it up, selling it for a profit, that kind of thing. Yes, but that was just another time intensive J-O-B and putting even more of a strain on our fashion business. At this point, we were hanging on for our dear life with the side of things. We were forced to focus on one thing at a time. Looking back, if we had tried to put time and effort in both businesses, both would have suffered and would have not lived up to its full potential. I mean, we were still really fashionable, right? And we'll never sacrifice that deeply. Check out our grams, guys. I mean, yeah, the, <laughs> the cutie sister. Fortunately for our financial futures, we picked the right one. Multi-family apartment investing. Simply, single family just wasn't cutting it for us anymore. Yep. Another one of our favorite quotes comes from a critically acclaimed National Geographic, Geographic photographer, Steve Uzo. And, you, and we'll tell you, we'll read it to you. And this is really a profound thing that he said. So it's, he says, multitasking is merely the opportunity to screw up more than one thing at a time. Ouch. When you try two things at one, you either can or simply won't do well, right? If you think multitasking is an effective way to get more done, you got it all wrong. That's the most effective way to get less done, right, Palm? Totally true. The second and simplest way to start generating passive income is becoming a limited partner, also known as an equity partner. Limited partners are also passive investors who invest their money in return for equity in the deal. As a passive investor, you don't have to feel the burden of shouldering all the extra time commitment, fund the project, or obtain the expertise required to create and execute the business plan. And for some of you, this might come as a huge sign of relief because you truly enjoy your current active job and can hone in on that genius zone. Hey, those 10,000 hours aren't going to finish themselves, right? Yeah, and being a passive investor allows you to create the passive income where you can still enjoy a passive income stream that grows over time. Say passive income one more time. <laughs> passive income? <laughs> Simply put, the opposite of active income is passive. And for a lot of us, it's the active income that's killing us, robbing us of our joy and making us realize more than ever if we, what we wanted to do isn't funding the lifestyle we want and deserve, maybe it's time to change things. If you want to accelerate in your genius zones when it comes to multifamily apartment investing, 
it's time to reinvest your profit back into apartments, right? This provide monthly or quarterly cash flow. I mean, we have friends who are literally doing this. Yeah, just living off of their passive income. Who make their money in active right. and just invest as a passive investors. When we were starting out, we simply started as passive investors, learning the ropes and gaining confidence in underwriting and winning deals, as well as being great asset managers on the property. So today, we're proud sponsors of many apartment syndication deals and love building passive income streams where long-term wealth is built via apartment investing. Everything we do actively will lead to cash flow where we can increase our passive income streams month after month. We love it even more when the property goes full cycle, aka sold, because then you get the big payout in the end. It's a bit like, would, um, would you say, Palm, hitting the jackpot? Oh, of course. Except it's a jackpot we rigged to win in our favor without relying on chance. Love Calculated that. risk, remember? Love, love that. Like a schoolyard crush, you really never forget your first love. And for us, <laughs> that was passive investing, right, Nan? Love, love that. So it's the surest way for us to accelerate multiplying our money as quickly as possible to achieve financial freedom. And today, even as active GPs, those early days will always have a soft spot in our hearts. And I'm sure for many of you guys who choose this route, it'll also have a soft spot in yours as well. Yes, the third way to invest in multifamily apartment is through real estate mutual funds or trust, which can be bought and sold like stock. The real estate investment trust, right? These guys pay out regular dividends, which can be pretty high yield. But as with any stock or mutual fund, there are both pro and cons, right, Pong? Yeah, pros and cons for sure. Kind of like, you know, stock market. When you're investing in a fund, the fund manager has control over what asset, where you're going to buy ultimately. The pro is that you get to spread your investment over the entire portfolio, which is typically safer to invest. The con is that you have no control over, over the specific assets that you actually want to invest in. And that's left in the hand of the fund manager. Like any stock, they can be vulnerable to market volatility. So for those of you with control issues, we feel you. <laughs> on why this might be or might feel a little bit riskier, right? We simply the messengers and we're not here to say which one of these methods we're talking about to start your apartment investing is the best use of your time or money. I mean, we definitely have our own opinions though. Eventually, you may want to try all three. We simply want you to understand what's possible, what's out there. Plus, our goal is to help you make an informed decision about your options when it comes to investing in multifamily apartments. You totally got this. When it comes to apartment syndication and apartment investing, there are so many routes and paths you can take to get your profit, right? Mm -hmm. Some of these are pretty well known and some may come as a surprise. Take each of these factors into serious consideration while you're investing and even before to get you in the right state of mind. And so you know what you're fully walking into. Okay, number one, tenants, termites, toilets, and trash. Have you ever dreamt about becoming a landlord? Does helping people with their plumbing issue or filling in or filing noise complaints spark joy inside of you? Absolutely not. So we're guessing for most of you, the answer is no. And this is heavily considered an active investor role. I mean, there's nothing more active than solving a termite issue. If the title of landlord or, you know, the actual trash makes you nauseous, you should consider a more passive route. Yes. Number two is time. Do you know the difference between an active real estate role and a passive one? While there are several differences, a lot of it has to do with time. Active real estate investment require more time overall during the initial acquisition of the property and then throughout the whole entire project life cycle, right? While passive investor only require your time upfront, which is during the research phase of the property and vetting the team, the deal sponsorship 
the sponsorship team. Only you can determine what can you bring to the table in regards to time. And don't forget what we just talked about. Doing everything result in doing nothing. So number three, involvement. If you've been here long enough, you've heard us talk about CIA, Control Issues Anonymous. And we are, regrettably, at times, member of this club. <laughs> but we have scaled the way back, way back in recent years, especially with the awesome team we have trusted in. But for you, what does this look like? Are you someone who feels the need to manage the property yourself, field tenant requests, schedule maintenance and repair appointments? Or are you okay with letting someone else handle all the details? Guys, remember, it's passive income, not passive aggressive. <laughs> That's a good one. Number four is profits. When it comes to active versus passive investing in profits, people tend to think like one role reaps a higher return than the other. That simply isn't true. So if you're calculating the profit based on the hours working on an investment, it's really not close, guys. So passive investors spend substantially less time on an investment, but yield a significantly higher amount based on an hourly basis. For example, on our recently closed 20s um, deal in Phoenix, Arizona, it was a 27 months hold. Guess what, guys? Our passive investor at most spent two to three hours on the project overall. This is including the 27 months. including listening to the webinar, including doing the subscription docs, excluding going to the bank to do the wire, reading our newsletter. For sure, it's within two to three hours. And this is just an example. You can spend less or spend more. However, for us as a GP actively involved in the project, we actually spent the entire 27 months operating the project. So the time frame is significantly larger. And so thus, if you calculate again on a base, an hourly basis, it's a no, no competition there. Now, moving on to number five, expenses. Expenses in active versus passive investing stay on the theme for what we've been discussing so far. Active investor will always take on a more hands-on role in expenses. The sponsor and their team will be the one who handle the insurance claim, emergencies, and repair, right, Palm? Mm -hmm. This may also result in upfront more money at times, whereas passive investor simply make the initial capital investment and carry on. One and done. Well, for example, for an investment, think about this. If even before we own the property, if we submit an offer for a property and it gets accepted within three days of the purchase and sale agreement signed, not owning the property yet, we may be putting in 800, a million, a million and a half in hard money or for the earnest deposit. Hard money meaning that it's non-refundable, guys. So even if there's something wrong with the property, before we even start fundraising, we will be out that 800 million, million and a half. So there's heavy expense and heavy financial risk for the sponsorship team before we even introduce a deal to our passive investors. Number six is risk and liability. We know the talk about like calculate risk and that's especially true when it comes to risk and liability portion of investing. And this can be a determining factor. Of course, for active investors, we are responsible for asset managing the property to make sure that it performs well and hits or exceed our passive investors' projected return. So therefore, that's a calculated risk that we have to take on. Yes, and number seven is paperwork. If you're anything like us, the idea of paperwork sends shivers down your spine. But for some of you, there's nothing like the fresh smell of coffee and a stack full of papers to get you going in the morning. <laughs> Palm, that's <laughs> you. Active investments are paperwork heavy from the initial purchase of the property to tracking purchases and rental agreements, bookkeeping, and legal documents throughout the project. For a passive investor, though, all you need to do is a few signatures on a single PPM, private placement memorandum, right? Mm -hmm. To invest in apartment complexes. No need to fill out lender paperwork, file for insurance, or any bookkeeping. Now, moving on to number eight, team. 
We talked a lot in previous episode about the importance of having your squad be the people you trust and you drink wine and share a security board with. Remember <laughs> that, Pong? Oh, yeah. Both active and passive investors benefit from strong team. They just juggle them differently, right? For those who are in like active investing, you'll need to build your own team, include like bookkeepers, your co-GPs, property managers, legal teams, and even contractors. And for those on the passive side, who will rely heavily on the shared expertise of the existing deal sponsor team. The sponsors are expert in the marketplace and typically already have a team set up to manage the property and execute the business plan. That is so true. So to number nine, diversification. The top three rules in real estate is location, location, location. The market everywhere is different and there's so much work that has to go on beforehand before you invest anywhere. For us active investors, we actually have to do the brunt of that work. We're the people who have to be expert in that sub-market, driving around, understanding all the assets. You know, anecdotally, like Nat and I, we spent a lot of time, like months at a time ahead before we even invest in a sub-market to understand it better, drive the streets, drive the comparable properties, making sure to check what amenities they have, what are their market rents, how is their occupancy, what are the things that we can do in our property that we're looking to purchase to enhance it, to compete with them, or even exceed their performances. And these are things that we have to know very, very well as an active because no markets are the same. If you do an investment in Atlanta, Georgia, in our sub-market, versus if you did an investment in Cleveland, Ohio. Totally, totally different stories. So we have to we have to really understand the markets and the differences. Yes. And we spend a lot of time doing it. Yes. So with passive investing, right, it's easy to diversify across different markets since you don't have to start from scratch with each market. Yeah. So you're investing with a team that already have done the research and understand those markets very, very thoroughly, very deep knowledge. And finally, number 10, our favorite and favorite subject, taxes. As an active investor, you'll be responsible for bookkeeping, meaning that you will need to keep track of all the income and expenses your apartment has. And that's a lot of transactions. Yeah. Right. So multiple family, multiple rooms. So you'll also need to work with, you know, your CPA to make sure that the properties are depreciating the value of the asset each year. Now, as a passive investor, you don't need to do any bookkeeping. You receive a Schedule K-1 every spring for your taxes, which show the income and losses for that property. No need to track income and expenses throughout the year. Definitely one less thing to worry about and potentially even look forward to during tax season. You know, as we said before, you start seeing like jingles for like um, H&R Block on TV and you're like, yeah, it's tax season. Yep. So what we're saying is there's a lot to consider when it comes to investing in real estate and even more to think about when you're an active investor. Only you know what you can handle and what time commitment truly have. If you're ready to roll up your sleeves and get involved in various aspects of being a landlord, active investing just might be the thing that's perfect for you. And we are right there with you sharing you on. Yay! Yay! Right? However, if your time is limited but you have capital to invest, you might want to take the passive income route. And for those of you, the third option people, be open to do more research on even like turnkey rentals, buy and hold stock that may provide some control without a huge time investment. With all this rattling in your brain, know that we're the Kitty Sisters with you 100% of the way because you know who always needs to come first, you. you. So be well and talk to you soon. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning today's episode. We hope you enjoy it and learn a thing or two, right, Pong? Yep. Like what you're hearing, guys? Well, 
drop us a rating and review wherever you podcast from. And don't forget to check us out online at the Kitty Sisters on Instagram at thekittysisters.com slash podcast for the show notes, which have some pretty cool free resources like the Apartment Syndication Survival Guide. We can't wait to begin this journey with you. Check us out at thekittysisters.com slash podcast. Podcast.